This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to a Bananas Minnesota, everybody. This is Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Hello, Scotty. Welcome to port. <laughs> we're, we're now using sound effects, apparently. <laughs> that is, I just realized that my water bottle makes a pretty damn good maritime bell. Yes, it does, actually. That I'm pulling like... I'm pulling my dinghy up to your boat. We're going to do a mini Minnesota together. Uh, I want a dinghy so bad. Sometimes when you're at a marina, you see those extra small dinghies, and you're like, does, and it has like it's a little <laughs> rowboat, and you're like, yeah. If you have a sailboat, you can afford a better dinghy than this. Yeah, there's literally one person can go on it, maybe yeah. two if you sit next to it. Yes, exactly right. Oh, have you my seen that? Goodness. Have you seen that? It's a kook slams or whatever Instagram video where it's like two teenage girls are like hauling ass across like a big bay okay. uh, and they have like a little outboard motor just and it, it's like on a, yeah. on a like a zodiac and then the motor just falls off into the <laughs> water <laughs> and then you just see them just be like what the fuck and it, they just slowly mo- to a halt there's nothing you could do like it's gone the thing is no. gone and they're in the middle of this bay it's toast uh, i've watched it so many times the face the facial expressions priceless priceless we absolutely love it uh so this is a mini sode on stitcher premium thank you to all the bananimals who use the bananas code to get a discount and listen to these um these are your stories these are your true banana stories mm-hmm. that kurt and i haven't shared with each other i don't know what he's going to tell me he doesn't know what i'm going to tell him and hopefully we didn't pick the same story who is gonna go first scotty hmm. do you feel I you have, feeling i have a good one Go, 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 go. I mean, mine's I, good, too, but mm-hmm. I want you to go. They're all good. This one's it's kind of long, so bear with me because I'm it's in. worth it. This is from Sam Scoville on Instagram. Sweet. He DM'd us. We love Sam Scoville. Hey, my wife turned me on to your podcast not long ago. We are expecting our first child. We found out in our anatomy scan that our daughter has some issues with her hands and feet that will require medical attention after she's born. So we had to travel to St. Louis to meet with renowned specialists. But your podcast kept us in high spirits for the entire ride to and fro. First and foremost, thank you for that. Sam, can't think of a better use for the silliest little podcast there ever was. Sometimes you just need sometimes you just need a smile. Sometimes and you just need it. a smile. Uh-oh, we got a banana phone caller. Hold on one second. Oh Let's put this person right on speaker. Down. Hey, banana phone, you're on a mini-sode. No shit. Seriously, who's calling? Well, 
Okay, well, I realize this is a bad day to call because I am, like, losing my voice. But uh, I just had a funny story, and I guess uh, maybe I thought I'd tell you guys if you wanted to hear it. Sure. Um, so, I was back in college. Um, I was uh, at a lake with some buddies, and there's a lot of drinking going on. And uh, we're all getting a little rowdy. There's, like, other people on mm-hmm. the dock too. Um, that are, like, not part of our party. And uh, we're, like, vibing with them. Everybody's having a good time. Um, this one guy has, like, really dark sunglasses on. Whatever. Um, they have, like, a dog <laughs> with them. We're all, like I said, getting kind of rowdy. And sure. uh, I, like, pick this guy's dog up and, like, jump off the dock with it. Okay. And, you know, summertime. <laughs> okay. And uh, the living's easy. Um, so I, like, get back on the dock. And... <laughs> The dog and I get out of the water. My friend pulled me aside, and they're like, "You know, um, that guy—that's his seeing eye dog, right?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> you're kidding what? me? No, what? Like, obviously, felt really bad. They didn't say anything, <laughs> but like, there was no like a marking or like no vest. No, there was nothing besides the fact that the guy had dark sunglasses on to like <laughs> indicate that this was, you know. This was this man's service dog. So, so you just picked up a random dog on a pier because you were drunk and jumped in a lake holding it, and then you both swum back to the pier. Yeah, it was like a floating dock, so it was like at water level, and like we have been like <laughs> chit chatting with these people, and like it was good vibes, and I don't know, I just miscalculated, I guess. <laughs> and what is your name? I'm Sabine. <laughs> hey, Sabine. I love that story. Kurt's cracking up. You can't hear Kurt laughing, but Kurt loved it, too. We both, You shocked us. You gave us a good shock. Yeah. Well, that's great. I um, I haven't really told that story to a lot of people for obvious reasons. So. Well, we think you're a good person. <laughs> Thanks for sharing it. Do you mind if we use this on the mini-sode? Sure. Why not? You're I the best. Like shit, but what are you going to do? Hey, Sabine, you're banana of the week for that. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Sabine. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, guys. I'll... Uh... Yeah, I'll be listening. Way cool. Bye. I mean, like, there's one right there. I mean, like, I, we just got to roll with that. That that was that was you know. We'll come back to yours. We'll come back to yours. We I totally get, get it. One first, I, I mean, think. okay. So, <sighs> I mean, if you if you grabbed my dog and yeah. jumped into a lake with my dog, <laughs> my dog would have destroyed you out of pure fear. Out of pure fear, it just would have started scratching you. You would have gotten up and your you just chest would have been ribbons because my yes. dog wouldn't know to swim. It would just panic and try and like hold on to your neck yes. with its claws. Uh, so I'm happy. It was a, a more chill dog than my dog. But I don't recommend anyone no. jumping into a lake with another person's dog across the board. No, I think picking up any animal that's not <laughs> yours and jumping into any body of water is not a good idea, no matter dr- how drunk you are. I went to a wedding at Lake Anna, which is in Virginia. Uh-huh. It's heated. It, the water was man-made, or the lake was the- man-made when the water is used to cool a nuclear facility. Oh, my God. So it's heated by the nuclear so facility. So the whole lake stays 80 degrees the whole oh year round it steams in the winter it's an incredible weird place um so i went to this wedding super hot humid virginia night uh i was there with a bunch of friends and there was a smaller group of us who decided to go swimming after the reception while the while the reception was still taking place so we go down to the pier we're swimming we're floating it's really fun we're drunk and then i found a little refrigerator in this boathouse that's nearby and it was 100 percent full with blue moons 
Like one hundred percent. I so you know what we did? We drank about three cases of Blue Moon between four or five of us. <laughs> We're floating, just peeing in the lake, being young. We drive uh, to the in a other radioactive house. lake. In yeah. a radioactive <laughs> lake, you find a just a whole refrigerator full of yeah. Blue Moon. Okay. Sleeping in our, I mean, swimming in our underwear, um, floating, <laughs> having the time of our life. Bryce was there. It was great. The next morning, the uh, reception was at that lake house. Uh, it was a big brunch. Uh, we got there kind of late because a lot of us were hungover. And there was a bit of a kerfuffle because there was no alcohol for anyone no. because someone had drunk all the Blue Moons the <laughs> night before. So your options were mimosas or nothing. And people just peeled out from the post-wedding brunch like, nah. So like They needed that hair of the dog. Did you ever... Did you ever own up? Did you nope. fess up to it? No. Nope. Casey oh and Amanda, I'm so sorry that Bryce and two other people and one of your brothers drank all of your blue moons. We did not know. <laughs> In our defense, we thought that we were stealing them from neighbors. Oh, my God. I have. Only, I really don't. I don't have it. Like, I went to lakes as a child because sure. my dad lived in Michigan. But like adult lake times, I really only had one. It was outside of Austin. This was when yep. I was traveling cross country after graduating from college. We were staying at my friend Calvin Johnson's house. Oh, yeah, I know Calvin. In Austin. And uh, he brought us to this big lake that's just outside Austin that has these huge cliffs. And it was like part of it was during a drought. So sure. the cliffs were even higher. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we were like jumping off cliffs, having a great time. And then we camped and we camped on just like a little spit Mm. of land Mm. that probably would be underwater if it wasn't such a drought. And we were drinking um, uh, box wine. (laughs) And it's 108 degrees all day long into the night camping. And then at like a certain point in the night, I... The bag, the bag comes out of the box. Yeah, At a certain point, if you're drinking enough box wine, the bag comes out, and it's like it's like this mylar bag, and it looks yeah, it's like, like a just ghost splatter. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little ghost splatter. <laughs> and so I just have a memory of straddling Calvin. He lay, he's laying down on the sand, and I'm straddling him, squeezing it into his mouth, <laughs> just <laughs> screaming, "Space bag!" <laughs> and then we all. Fell asleep and woke up to one million insects all over us. Oh, yeah. With the worst headache. And it was like 8 a.m. It was immediately like 100 degrees. The one of the worst mistakes of my entire life. Texas in the summer is not. You don't want to camp. You don't want to go to Texas in the summer. It's Mm -hmm. just not the place for you. It is unpleasant. Scotty. Let's get back to this. uh, This beautiful story that you started with. Uh, Okay. my heart goes out to this couple. I'm so happy that we could provide them a, a teensy weensy teeny That's tiny right. bit of, of happiness. It's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Here right. we go. Sam Scoble. So here's the story. I have a story about my friend that we will call Ricky. So all great stories on this podcast always start when we have to use a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. He is one of the most unique and funny people that I have ever known. Before I met him, I had already heard about him through other friends, including one time during his short college stint where he would spend his spare time playing electric guitar in the window of his dorm while wearing a werewolf mask and covered completely in fake blood. Yes. This Thank is you. what college is for. If you go to um, college yeah. and you don't do yeah. stuff like this constantly, mm-hmm. you have failed. Exactly. 
I first met Ricky at a party on New Year's Eve 2003. I had just turned 18. Ricky was older than me, but still under 21. He had already been drinking a fair deal that day when I arrived to the party, uh, so naturally he was feeling good and a little warmed up. Throughout the night, he would do this thing where he, quote, was initiating the cooling system, which he would lift up his shirt, <laughs> spit on his belly, rub the spit all over it, and then blow. Once it was done, <laughs> he raised his head with satisfaction and would say, ah, I feel refreshed. <laughs> so he's initiating the cooling system. Already, we love Ricky. But. The best story I have about him was during my freshman year, I was hanging out in the house with some friends who we'll call Walter and Aaron. Uh, sometime during the night, Walter gets a call from Ricky. After he hangs up, he says, hey, Ricky's coming over, and he sounded really, really weird. When he comes over, Ricky was barefoot, not wearing his glasses, and immediately went to the corner of Walter's bedroom, sat in chair, looked at nobody, and said nothing to anyone for hours. It was clear that something was wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think I would say so. <laughs> I would I would say maybe Ricky was having a moment here. It was clear something was wrong, but after all these years, the only thing I'm thinking is that the substances in his body were more than one thing. He was on many things. Mm-hmm. We asked him all night, "If you're okay, are you all right?" And he would just nod and grunt and not say anything. He acted like this for hours. Later on, we're watching Wonder Shows. Oh my god. What an amazing show. Kindred also, Spirits, this perfectly group of dates. Yeah, no, perfectly dates 2003. this story. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly what, where I was, what I was doing when I was watching Wonder Shows. And, okay. While laughing at Wonder Shows, and I bring up that I'm taking a chemistry course over the summer at a community college. At this point, Aaron excitedly says, oh, dude, maybe you'll get to work with thermite. I had no idea what thermite was, so I asked him. He said it's a substance that can burn anything completely through and cannot be extinguished until it runs out. I don't know if that's how it actually works, but the description matters for this story. So I start quizzing Aaron. Can it burn through steel? Yes. Can it burn through a car? Yes. Can it burn through concrete? Yes. It got to the point where I literally asked, so in theory, a big enough pile of this could burn a hole through the center of the earth. And Aaron confidently says, yes. So, as a group, we've established that Thermite was an unstoppable inferno of terror. Ricky, who had not spoken all night, speaks up in a slow-paced voice and asks, yeah, but can it burn through fucking RoboCop? <laughs> oh, of all the times I've told this story in person, I always break in laughter before I can finish it, even though it's been 16 years. I don't know if I've ever heard a funnier line in my entire life. Sam, we love you. Yeah, but can it burn through fucking RoboCop? Oh, uh, that's a perfect way to come back to the party. God, what a I beautiful so way to come much. back to the party! I the, the 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 initiating the cooling system made me think of <laughs> for uh, for a very long time. Uh, New York City's uh, you know walking around all day long in the summertime, yeah, just get very sweaty and Ugh, uncomfortable. It's like an oven. And my friend, like me and Damien and, and Chris, would always yep. carry Gold Bombs medicated powder with us in our backpacks. Yes. And then you put a little medicated powder in the undercarriage. Yes. And it's like you went on a, on a crisp, cool vacation yeah. for a it's moment. It's like your crotch is chewing winter fresh gum. It's, the, it's, it's absolutely 
beautiful. That's wonderful. And so Damien got into doing this. He liked it so much that he would use it literally every day. Okay. Uh, he would take a shower, use some gold bombs. I think a lot of men have done that. I think that's yeah. a ritual. Yes. Um, so he had been dating uh, the woman who he is now married to. He had been dating her for like two years. And, uh, and finally one day she approaches him and she goes, I know what you've been doing. Well, oh, my God. Like, what? What have I been doing? What? She's like, I see it on the floor. What? She's like, you've uh-huh. been getting up in the morning, uh-huh. doing cocaine, <laughs> and then going to work. Sure. <laughs> 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 Sure. Or, Who doesn't do then, that? And we just kept thinking, and he's like, no, babe, it's, it's Gold Bomb's medicated powder. But the <laughs> idea that she thought that he was in the shower, taking a nice hot shower, then coming out, then yes. taking like a fistful of cocaine <laughs> and throwing it in the air and then kind of running through it back and forth, inhaling yes. quickly, and then, ah, ready to go to work. <laughs> Woo, $2,000 up the old snooter. It's time to hit the pavement and earn it all back. That was she like... Was she angry or was she, she was scared so or oh she was pissed? Oh, that's she even was better. mad. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> she thought he was a closet cokehead who had to yeah. do a couple who, a, a pile of bumps, a pile of bumps, and miss his nose so much that there's cocaine all over the floor. <laughs> One time at Damien's party, I think it was when you were living on his in a pup tent on his floor. I I got to talk to a woman and she was a flautist. She played the flute in I oh. think the New York Symphony Orchestra, whatever it's called, the New York Philharmonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, she said something. This isn't like a great hilarious story, but she said something I've thought about ever since. She was like, most flute players, most flautists are left-handed. And wow. yeah, which I never thought about because I guess you finger with Makes your left sense. hands. And then she said when she needs to breathe, she would wrap her right. She would stand on one foot and put her the front of her right foot on her back knee, almost like pushing against it. And that would help her get more air into her diaphragm. And so I've, I've, I can't stop thinking about all flautists like are fl- left-handed. Like and a flamingo? Could, like a flam- but like on the back. So if you put the front of your right foot on the back of your left knee, so right in that oh. crease, and uh, super weird. But I, it's one of those weird party details where I'll, I, you probably don't remember her. I have no idea who she was, but it was no. such a great party chat. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And they do that like circular breathing, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like they inhale and exhale kind of at the same time. I think so. I, or maybe. I have the no reason- idea. I wanted to tell this story is I've yes. I have a lot of stories about people being silent at a party and then saying uh-huh. something outrageous. Uh, Rob thought I hired my cousin once who was just really drunk and was so drunk the room was spinning so he didn't say anything. But our friend Rob Anderson thought I hired an actor to not say anything all night, <laughs> which is something I might do. So when I was in uh, Franklin High School in Reisterstown, I was a junior. And when you're a senior in Maryland, you get like two weeks off before the rest of the school. Uh, they obviously call it senior week. Most people go to Ocean City. But a lot of the seniors before graduating just have parties on a Wednesday night because they don't have anywhere to be and it's cool and anybody who's got a cool basement. And I I was friends with the older kids, so I go to this party. And because it was after graduation, they were all going to be going to college, it was like a weirder mix than a normal mix. Like more people were included, I would say. Uh And there were some nice kids there. There were some of the, the goody two-shoes who were so worried about the SATs and straight A's and stuff. But now that shit was over. They knew they were going to college. Now it was their summer of living and loving. So the party's going on and everybody's drinking beers and stuff. And I'm goofing. I'm goofing, having fun. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the louder ones. 
And there's this girl. I'm going to use fake names for both these two. This woman, Kara, who is a senior, who is very polite, suddenly stands up and everybody notices, very quiet, and goes, I don't want to go to college and be a virgin. I want to have sex with somebody. Does anybody want to have sex? And this other kind of nerdy nice guy, but I would say a cooler guy uh, who I will call um, Dan. His name is not Dan. Goes, "Um, yeah, me neither. I will. And they go, everybody's silent. And, you know, Eminem's playing at full volume. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They walk into a bedroom no, at whoever's house this was, and they emerge you? 10 minutes later, oh. smiling and holding hands sweetly. What? Everybody cheers. Everybody erupts this into cheering. The, this is fucking the most amazing thing that's ever happened. We keep partying. Akira goes off to her own world. Dan goes off to his, and we're all like, hey, man, congrats. You know, like, pat on the back. You did it. Yeah. They go back and have sex about a, again about an hour later. What? This time they take more like half an hour. Uh-huh. They come out and then we're just chanting sex. <laughs> uh, we're having so sex, sex, sex. <laughs> um, it was so incredible. And then they never hooked up again after that night. They're both wow. adults now, married with families and stuff. Uh, I, I guarantee they don't listen to the podcast. But um, they did it. She her she boldly said, "Does anyone? I don't want to go to college and be a virgin. Would anybody like to have sex?" This nice guy said, "Yes, I will." Somebody gave him a condom, or he had a condom. They went and had consensual, beautiful sex. We cheered him on twice. They dated other people throughout the summer. It to me, it was it was fantastic. It was I, incredible. I want you to put that in a movie. Like, yeah, it's so perfect and beautiful and amazing. And it's very much like it's. <laughs> it is like asking for consent and getting it. <laughs> yeah, the squeaky wheel gets oiled. Uh, oh man, I love that. That is my one of my favorite stories ever. Oh, yeah, it goodness. was incredible, it gets, and there were nice people. Like they, yes. I, we were rooting for them. It wasn't like they were like slutty. Like hey, like mm-hmm. hey, who wants to hook up? It was very much virgin nervousness. Mm. And they went for it, and they got it, and they went to college not virgins, and God bless them. God, I love that. You know, I love it too. I do think, however, <laughs> if it had been reversed, yes, and that other nerdy boy just stood up and went, "I don't want to go to college without having sex. Who wants to have sex?" It, even though that that woman girl was thinking yes. that, she probably would have been like, "No, I don't think I am." <laughs> yes, been like dead silence, crickets. Yes, he would have just had to like sit right back down. <laughs> she was a leader. She's a trailblazer yep. and a pioneer. We applaud her. Ah, oh, so good, right. man. That's a great so way good. to end the episode, guys. New minisodes every Thursday on Stitcher Premium. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody. Uh, in the world, but also Katie Levine, who produces this. Yeah, thank you, Katie Levine. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.